Hey everybody, this is Travis from Visceral Disgorge. This is Tyler from Bagatha Nephilim. This is Mike from Double Driver. This is Samuel from Animal. Hi, this is Raven from Raven Black, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome back, metal fans. The podcast returns with another amazing metal artist interview. Today we have on the show singer and bassist Luda from the bands Fractured Fairy Tales and Narcotic Wasteland. Luda, thanks so much for coming on The Great Metal Debate. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Robert. Well, before we get to Fractured Fairy Tales, I had the pleasure of seeing you perform last month in Newport, Kentucky with Narcotic Wasteland alongside Dallas Toller Wade. Uh, was that your first live performance since COVID? Uh, yes, actually, it was. Man, yes, and how was. how did it feel to be back on stage? Uh, well, it, it's kind of hard to explain. It, it it felt like it felt like it had been an eternity, but at the same time, it felt like it had been just yesterday. But, uh, it's almost like 2020 was just a bad dream. I, I know it happened, but was it just a big bad hangover? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it just it, it just it felt like it had been an eternity uh, and just yesterday at the same time. <laughs> well, I will say you guys really killed it that evening. And beyond that, beyond praising you all, I also thought the crowd was really into it, and that despite there still being some restrictions in place at that venue at the time. You know, as an artist, how important is that, having that fan feedback, especially in the live setting? Uh, fan feedback is, you know, the 2020, I think, taught a lot of people a lot of things, uh, you know, and, and, and having, having, you know, the, the uh, energy of an audience just missing from these things uh, just showed everybody like how, how much it is about the people, about the audience, like that, that they are what make the event, you know? And like, and I, it, it, that show was one of my favorite shows. Uh, I just, everyone kind of had a gleam in their eye. Like I, I could really tell that everyone there was really happy to be there. Everyone, everyone really enjoyed that stuff, man. Like, it felt good. It was a real good show for me. Yeah, speaking for myself, I felt like it was almost a celebration. Like, again, there were there were some restrictions in place still, but, but there was just like a, from the audience point of view, like a joy um, being there and just, you know, getting getting to celebrate with you all that, you know, metal is back. Not that it went anywhere, but just that, you know, that experience of the live event is back. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally. I, I, it did feel like a celebration. It, it was a celebration to, to us too, you know. Like, uh, yeah, it felt like we were uh, cutting cutting some kind of ribbon, you know. It, it was a celebration. <laughs> now we had Dallas on the podcast prior to that show. Man, he's a super nice guy. In addition to being an incredible musician, what's it like to have the opportunity to play with a musician of his caliber? Uh, both live as well as you know, like writing and and perform music for the record. Well, it's like uh, I've known Dallas for a really long time, and me and him are just really good friends. So uh, 
it's he he is a constant source of motivation and inspiration uh you know j- just just when you think just just when you think you've heard it all he he can outdo himself like i i really enjoy working with dallas uh i feel like we i feel like we make a good team we've always kind of had a, a good chemistry like uh, it, it instantly you know when, when we first got together like i wasn't uh at the caliber that i'm at now you know, I had to work kind of like really hard to get where I was. <laughs> like and that material was was kicking my butt, man. Uh, I, I mean, it, it really was. I, I didn't want to, you know, I wanted I wanted to play the songs. I didn't want the songs to play me. So I, I put a, I put a lot of time into that stuff. But you know, it's 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 just it's amazing. Like uh, I, I just don't understand. Like he he is a riff machine. <laughs> Yeah, Dallas Toller Wade is, and he is an amazing musician. Like, just all, always a source of inspiration. You know, uh, if if I'm ever kind of feeling down or, or need any kind of direction to go, like uh, I, I I call Dallas, and he kind of snaps me back into it. Like, he's a he's an incredible team member. I can see that. Back back to the performance that evening. Like, as you were as you were playing some of those songs, did it? Did you? Did you have some moments where you're like, I, I don't even remember, you know, I, I hope my fingers remember how to play this. Like it had been, it had been so long since doing a live session. Did it, did it feel natural? Did it feel odd? Kind of how did, what was that experience like? Uh, it, it was a little bit of both. It was a little bit of both. Uh, I had been doing a lot of practicing at home you know, and we, ha- uh, we were in the band room together, uh, had a couple rehearsals, but, uh, but just, just it's, nothing can emulate a live setting. You know, like you're out there with the adrenaline, you have to uh, you have to maintain a certain kind of control. You know, it's kind of like a bunch of valves going. You, you got one thing turned up too high, so something's going to break. It, it's it's kind of like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was a balance in that. But I feel like uh, it, it all kind of came. It's kind of like riding a bike. Once I got going, I got going. <laughs> well, I can tell you from the from the other end of the other side of the stage as a fan, you guys. You you really knocked it out of the park. It, it was such a tremendous performance, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So let's turn now to your other band and love, Fractured Fairy Tales. Uh, a little background: When did things get started with that band, and kind of what was the original idea behind the band's formation? Oh, uh, well, actually, I was a I was pretty much a little kid when I had come up with the Fractured Fairy Tales thing, and like uh, I know there's a Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon that's called fractured fairy tales uh a lot of people make that correlation but like i actually uh didn't have that cartoon in mind when i like named the band <clears throat> i was kind of wanting to do a, a happy theme dark theme kind of thing i was i was super young when i come up with it you know and uh and and uh just being in high school, I had friends you know everybody had like little ff tattoos we were like for a while you know like we were just it was more like just kids doing stuff. We weren't, you know, it was more about just partying and, and stuff like that. But then, you know, like uh, I started getting into death metal bands, and, and I was in death metal band, just local band after local band for a while. And, you know, it's like I kind of I felt a loop going on where it's like we'd work real hard on the music and the band would break up. We'd work real hard on the music and the band would break up. And I was like, man, I, you know, like I got to get something going. I, I need to set something in stone here. So like, uh, uh, I just I looked back into my past and I grabbed the FF idea back up. I already had the tattoo, 
<clears throat> and uh, I just I just went in a, a you know like music production because I was always kind of into that. Like uh, Trent Reznor was always kind of like one of my heroes, and, and and him like you know presumably doing like most of that stuff by himself in the studio. Like I always thought that was brilliant. So like I I kind of wanted to go in that route where it's like all right, I, I, I want this to not be able to be taken apart by anybody but myself, you know? So that, that, that was, that was the, the premises of FF was like, like a, a personal outlet for music for me that I could have for the rest of my life. Hey, you mentioned death metal. Obviously, I can hear that. Reznor doesn't surprise me that he would be an inspiration. Talk a little bit about your other inspirations, like what and you know, kind of on the on the margins. What was the what was the range of bands and styles that you were listening to that uh, maybe conscious or not, kind of worked its way into that initial idea and uh, initial offering by Fractured Fairy Tales. Uh, uh, you know, uh, when I first. You know, music is a journey. I've pretty much had like a little chapter where I've been into almost every type of music. You know, and like uh, I've been in, I, I like Primus a lot. I've always been into Primus, you know, uh, that type of bass playing. Uh, and I've always liked electronic type stuff. Uh, you know, when when I was a child, my mom, she was a, a bartender. Uh, and so I got to... Uh, I got to listen to Ministry, Lords of Acid and stuff like that when I was like five and six years old. <laughs> uh, so, like, some of my earliest influences were electronic artists, uh, you know, like The Art of Noise. Uh, there's a band called uh, The Split Second. They're, they're hard to even find on YouTube. But I, I just, uh, all this weird underground old electronic stuff. Uh, I, know, I know a lot of people hate it. A lot of people are probably going to cringe when I say this, but I got to say it because it's the truth. Uh, I, I used to listen to a lot of psychopathic records and insane clown posse and like twisted. Uh, so I, I like the, uh, the horror core and, and the makeup and the look, the, that type of look. So like if y'all, you've listened to, uh, Fractious Fairy Tales, there, there are like, uh, like some rhyming going on. You know, it's like, uh, but to, to me, a lot of people may not hear it, but I hear it like, some of their beats and the production and the things that they talk about, they they have tracks that to me like could fit in the industrial genre, but like the, the, just certain tracks, not all of them. So like I think that's a obvious influence. And then you know, uh, of course, Mike Patton, Mr. Bungle, Tomahawk, anything Mike Patton. Uh, I love Mike Patton. Uh, so I like Dog Fashion Disco too. Uh, they're heavily influenced by Mike Patton. So I, I listen to a lot of just weird, janky kind of stuff. I mean, FF is all that in a blender, too. There's some black metal in there as well. <laughs> and you you kind of alluded to having some pushback. I, I guess I'm, I'm always curious when I talk to musicians, and oftentimes the, the actual artist and musician – they're maybe more open-minded to influences than some of the fans are. You know, is is that something that's important to you as an artist that like you don't place limits on, you know, what what can come into your mind and what might move you in a musical direction? Is do you think that's an important piece of what you're doing? Well, yeah, for, yeah, for FF, it's, it's you know, it's kind of a no holds barred kind of thing. Uh, and, and like it, 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 that's and it, it's kind of that's what it takes to make that kind of music. It's 
you know, it's, it's like I said, it's a free flowing art form. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you paint a picture, you know, when somebody paints a picture, you know, they, they, they use elements of all their favorite paintings in that picture. You know, like as a child, I used to draw, and, and all the reason I know that is because I used to do the same thing. And I, I would draw, I would collect Ghost Rider comic books, and I would draw all the skulls from the different artists, and then I would draw my own skull, and it, and it would have elements of all those skulls in it. You know? And then that's, that's kind of what FF is. It's just, if I hear it and I feel like it goes there, you know, it, it just goes there. <laughs> uh, that's a beautiful analogy. I really like that. So you all had your first full-length uh, de- de- debut album in 20- 2006 entitled Murmur. What did that release do for the band as far as building a fan base and maybe some credibility with uh, just, you know, in the in the genre? Oh man, like uh, the 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 mer- you know you're only new once. You know, every artist and every band is only new once. You know, and when you when you put out that first record, you know, when you do that first page, you know, it, it's all it's always no matter how many albums you come out with or, or how much you develop as an artist or how underdeveloped that first record is, it's always going to hold a, a special place. You know, in, in your heart, in, in your musical career, it's, just, it's always a special chapter. You know, and like, we were all super young. You know, I look at those pictures, we look like a bunch of little kids. You know, and it was like, a, it was, you know, it's, it was all exciting. You know, I, I was not, it, back then it was harder to self-release than it is now. You know, back then it was harder to self-produce. It was harder, a lot harder to do all the, the electronic stuff. You know, that's going on today with, you know, with the free plugins and, and like, just how amazing the DAWs are getting and everything. Like I say, back, back then, you know, it's like with what I had to work with and what I created, I was very proud of it because I, I was at a rough time in my life. You know, there, there, was, there was times in my life where, like, I didn't really have, a, like, a place to call home, but I was carrying around a computer with me. <laughs> Yeah, and and like uh, you know, some of the material on that uh, on the Murmur record goes pretty far back before that. So you know, like uh, so it solidified it solidified Fractured Fairytales as a product, and it, it it helped me meet all the musicians, get out into the scene, you know, and and like and it, it just instantly began the chapter. It was right right out of the gate. You know, we started opening for like Wednesday thirteen, and you know, we were in North Carolina. We were one of the uh, at that time, we were one of the few like industrial bands in the region, so we were getting uh, contacted about a lot of stuff. We were doing hot topic in store CD signings for like Shawhound, like all across the state. You know, it, it was just exciting, you know, for everyone. It was my first record, my first release, my first dealing with uh, copyright and, and and all that fun stuff that no one ever wants to talk about. You know. <laughs> Nah, I'll never forget that, man. None of that. (laughs) Sounds like, in some ways, it was a a positive experience, but also one that had you growing up fast. So uh, you all have had some turnover since those murmur days with the band. Who are the other current band members in Fractured Fairy Tales? And maybe talk a little bit about what those folks bring to the table musically. Uh, Yeah, for, uh, let's see, I would say... We have gone through musicians over the years. You know, a lot of bands do that. And like I said, we started out, we were young. Some people find out what, you know, what they do and don't want to do. So I ended up solidifying the lineup I have now. You know, we we got Thanatos Nix on bass. 
Yeah, he's been with me since the uh, our uh, second release, Unveil. And like uh, you know, when when he first joined the band, it was a, it was a phenomenal change in energy. Like you know, because uh, because it, it it takes that you know like it, it takes those other energies. You know, like uh, like I know I do you know the music and everything and come up with a lot of stuff, but but uh, you know it's like I don't want to undersell what those guys do. Like they they do they they bring phenomenal energy to the table, and, and I would never be able to do like what I've done without these guys. You know. And uh, just hit Thanatos Nix, his character is recognizable. Uh, you know, like uh, he's just when you think fractured fairy tales, to me, like you see a, a picture in your mind, and you know, and, and Thanatos Nix, he's always there. He's the bald guy with the blood. <laughs> you know, and like, uh, and uh, you know, we stand in we stand in pictures in a in a, in a particular like lineup, and then uh, when we set up on stage, we always make sure that we set up the same way. So we're like instantly recognizable, and uh, Orpheus Child, guitar player, uh, he is just a, he is an untamable madman. But but you know what? That's what I want. This is rock and roll. Meno <laughs> um, like uh, he likes. We played at the legendary Dobbs, and I got pictures of Orpheus Child. He climbed on on top of the building and he's swinging from the sign. You know he's one one. Who's, one of his heroes is Dimebag Daryl, you know. So like, uh, you know, like uh, Orpheus Child is is kind of like his energy is in that area. He he, he is a, he is this complete untamable uh, wild man, and like his stage performances and, and his stage energy is just like to me it's it's love. Like uh, he he's just he's got a, a damn attraction about him. He's just he's very uh, entertaining, you know. He he. he uh, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he, he, he's living it. He's feeling it. You you uh, mentioned earlier, like, band pictures. You all have a very stylized visual presentation, and I've watched all your videos on your YouTube channel, which I would encourage fans to check out. <laughs> they are great. You know, I, I'm curious, is that visual presentation something that you had – in mind from the beginning or or did that part of the band evolve over time uh i i had i had pretty much a lot of those visions already um yeah uh when i was coming up i had these cool cool grandparents they did this cool thing where they recorded all the uh, horror movies that came on a satellite dish on a vhs tape uh, and then they, and then uh, they let uh, they just let me watch them all day long. So I remember being five years old watching uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Jaws, you know, Beetlejuice, anything like that. And and then and then uh, and then and then it's uh, my grandma also had a collection of like Disney movies. So if you, so just take just think about F Fractious Fairy Tales for a second, <laughs> that name, and then like kind of what I was brought up on. But it's already starting to like make sense, right? <laughs> I I love that, and I'll I'll say you you make me feel better because I of course at my age definitely remember VHS tapes. We'll have some listeners who are like, what what is that? They don't even remember VHS <laughs> tapes. Um, so you know, I, that that visual aesthetic, it, you know, is that something like? 
especially in the live performance, which I unfortunately haven't had, had a chance to see you all live. Like when you put on the the face paint, like is that something that um, put you in the mood to do the music, or kind of how does that work? Does that does the the does the visual part reinforce the music, or or you know again how do, how does that kind of work for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say one thousand percent it does. Uh, you know, and like I've I've heard you know like a lot of acts that they've kind of said the same thing when they do the makeup and everything before uh, a show, but like uh, it's 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 really ritualistic and it's a and it's a real big transition. Uh, you know, you know, you're going about your day, you're traveling, you're getting to the next show, you're in a gas station, you're here, you're there, you're just doing everyday normal stuff. Uh, but, but that night, uh, I, I have to be ludicrous and I have to show people visions of the nether with 5,000% of my every being. You know, like, uh, so, so me, me getting that, uh, that time, that space to myself, you know, and, and, uh, and just, yeah, the, the, uh, the look does something, you know, it's, it's ritualistic. Like, uh, you know, it, it changes, it changes everything. Uh, it, you know, like, it really just, it changes the mood. Uh, it brings like even people like if you're not feeling it you you are after you get in gear you know like no matter what kind of day you've had like it kind of it kind of cleanses you of of previous uh you know incidences you just kind of like walk out of you you walk out of there uh you know fresh you know what you got to do things are different you know and i'll tell you as a fan it's fine if people get up on stage in kind of their normal dress. You know, that's okay. But there's something about seeing a black metal band and the corpse paint or folk metal band, you know, with, you know, with that garb on. Like, there's something about that to me as a fan that transports you to another place and says, not just you're going to hear some people playing music, but you're taking part in an experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I totally feel the same way. And I, I've always, yeah, that kind of stuff, like, it, it's it's still magical to me, man, and, and it still takes me to a special place, <laughs> you know? And, and it's like you said, it's not, not discredited in bands that don't do it at all. Like, in Narcotic Wasteland, we just get up there but and, and we shred as hard as we can and melt faces as hard as we can. Like, you know, there's just there's just a time and place for everything, you know? Uh, everything has its charm and everything has its purpose you know you got to have all colors man to to paint a painting everybody's got to be there (laughs) now your most recent album was egregore released in 2014 looking back at that one and previous releases you know how how has that musical vision for the band developed over time and also where do you see it going in the future well, to me, to me, I feel like I'm I'm still trying to make the perfect record. Uh, like, in every every record, I try to outdo myself. And, and I, I guess I guess any musician would say that, and most bands always say that. But but it's just to me, I just want constant growth. And and, and like uh, and, and there's. And like anybody, anybody will say that about any album. It's like, yeah, yeah, I really like that. I really like that. I really like that. But I think I can do just a little bit better. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, I think that happens forever. I don't think there's an end to that. But that, that's part of it. You know, like uh, music is a journey. There, there is no end. 
it's all the journey. <laughs> there is no destination. I love it. Man, man, you're 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 preaching to the choir here. So, um you're from North Carolina, correct? Yeah, and we've had a few bands from that state on the show before. Um, I think most recently our friends in Aether Realm, who just had a big tour announcement, uh, going on tour with Paladin. But tell us a little about what the music scene is like there, and, and maybe if you would, name a couple of local bands that we should check out. Uh, yeah, the music scene, like we, we produce, like, the Carolinas have really good artists. <laughs> You know, there there just seems to be a lot of really talented people around here. Uh, I mean, I guess that would be, I guess that could be the case for anywhere. But I don't know, it just it just feels like we're kind of Fayetteville is kind of a small town, you know, like a, a, on the grand scheme of things to have, you know, the amount of musicians coming out here, uh, out of here that has been out of here. Uh, but you know, like uh, one of my friends, I've been in several metal bands and I've worked with this, uh, my friend Chris Darty for years. Uh, he, he's a real dedicated, hard-working dude. I, I love him. He's a great guy. Uh, he's he's in a band called Rot Gut Liquor. And, and they're, they're, yeah, no, yeah, no, they're they're, they're love great. Love it. Love the name. They're That's great. awesome. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it's it's just it's dirty, filthy rock and roll. It, it is it is just whiskey, Satan rock, man. And and if <laughs> and, and, and if if he heard me say that, he'd be smiling ear to ear. <laughs> I I definitely go check them out. I love that whiskey Satan rock. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually uh, uh they actually just recorded with Jamie King, uh, and they got a record uh, release show coming up. I can't remember exactly when it is, but I know it's in the near future. Uh, and uh, Jamie King is pretty renowned uh, producer. Uh, he, he's he's uh, known for his work with Between the Buried Me, Glass Casket. Uh, he, he's he's actually mastered uh, all the Fractured Fairytales records except for our debut record, uh, and I know he he actually did a Motionless and White record. Uh, he's worked with Filter. So Jamie King he he's he's an awesome awesome producer. So and, and like Rock Got Liquor, they just went and did their whole album with him in his studio. So like I can't wait to hear that. I'm pretty sure that's gonna sound really really good. Man, some big names there. That's impressive. So. Uh... Let's do a quick hitter segment, if you would. I'm going to ask a, a rapid series of questions. If you would, give me a quick answer to each. First, what legendary band would you most want to tour alongside? Oh, Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> oh, wow. We love our can. We've had those guys on the podcast. Love them. Awesome answer. Uh, pick your poison for listening to music today. Would you prefer vinyl Cassette tape, CD, or are you just streaming? Uh, man, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the era I came from and say CD, dude. Nice. That's that's my era too. So I I love it. <laughs> if, if for some reason you had to give up music, couldn't play at all, perform, what career or hobby would you want to replace it with? Uh, well, I guess I would have to continue doing carpentry. <laughs> Sweet, very artistic. That's awesome. Uh, I Jesus was a carpenter. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Right answer. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> no. I get a correct answer again. And final question: What happens when we die? 
We respawn. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Beautiful. So uh, starting to wrap up with you now, what are the plans for the rest of the year, uh, remainder of 2021, that you can share with us, both for Fractured Fairy Tales as well as Narcotic Wasteland? Um, Narcotic Wasteland, we are grinding our asses off on completing a completely badass record. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, both bands are working on videos. And I, I will say this. I don't know if I'm even supposed to say this or not, but I can say this. Uh, Fractured Fairy Tales is done with their next record. Uh, but I have no plan. There's no plans uh, for a release date at this moment. I am currently doing music videos, and I, I am preparing to give everything that everybody has been waiting for. <laughs> Man, you are definitely wetting the appetites of fans wanting to check out that new uh, album after uh, after quite a while between albums for Fractured Fairy Tales. Finally, what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Fractured Fairy Tales? Uh, our full website is fracturedfairytalesband.com. Uh, everything's there, you know, all our links, videos, digital store, merch store, bundles, all the fun shit's over there. Again, fans, I definitely encourage you to check out this band. They are raucous. The visual presentation they have is very compelling. Check out their videos, their YouTube page, and check out that web store. You will not be disappointed. Luda, thank you so much for joining us today on The Great Metal Debate. Oh, man, the pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having me.